Jesus. Let's celebrate God's servant with a clap offering. Oh, the way you are clapping. Can we read these scriptures and uh, daddy will come and teach us. Amen. Can we have Philippians chapter number 4, verse number 6 to verse number 9. We'll read the New King James Version. We will read the Amplified and we'll read the Passion. Are you ready to read? Look at your neighbor's neighbor. Are you ready to read? Hallelujah. We, are we there? From verse number 6. Verse number 6. Philippians 4, 6. Going. Can we go together? 1, 3, 4, go. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Next verse. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on this next verse the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me these do and the god of peace will be with you hallelujah let's read the passion translation quickly you ready one to go don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Verse 7, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. Verse 8, so keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasting your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Verse 9, follow the example of all that we have imparted to you, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. Hallelujah. Finally, let's go to Amplified. Praise God. You ready? One, two, three, four, go. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. Verse 7. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Verse 8. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Hold on, repeat that part. Go back again. 
Center. Let's go. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Yes, verse 9. The things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in daily life. And the God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you. Let's Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's very easy to be a football coach because you've been taught. And you teach what you've been taught. And the expectation is written down. It's not something you don't know. Very easy to be a teacher, preparing people for all level exams, SSC, whatever they call it. It's most difficult ministering to God's people because they belong to Him and not you. I need to say this one for the sake of the pastors and for all of you who will be handling things here and there. Uh, the people are never yours, so you won't know what to give to them until the owner of the people himself begins to speak. And he cannot be late, but you've got to be ready, always prepared. So when you hear me say, I'm never ready for any teaching time, uh, that is the meaning. Praise God. I want to encourage you to be sensitive to the voice of the Lord. This word, peace has several meanings and several applications. I'm not going there. But in the Eastern world in those days and the, and the, and the, and the Fertile Crescent, that is where Israel and the rest of them are, that was a mode of greeting. In the Roman Empire, every letter written had a salutation of peace. And then the, the closing of it, also peace. But there is a difference between the peace that cometh from the Lord and the one that has become like a, a routine with mankind. This night, I want to draw your attention to that one. And um, after serving God for many years, one day I opened my Bible and went to a scripture. I've said it here before. There is no peace for the wicked. I closed the Bible. I opened again. And I went to say it is two. The Bible. When the second one. So I asked God, what, what's the meaning of this? What have I done? <laughs> Am I wicked? And I had understanding of what wickedness is. Please have your seat. The Lord bless you. Praise God. Amen. How many of you had your parents as Christians when you were born uh, who took you to church? Took you to church. How many of you? We were taking you to church on Sundays, at least. How many of you didn't have that kind of? There's a difference between the two of us. Sometimes you be, you think you were born into the church, and you think you know. But those of us who were brought from outside into the fold, we needed to navigate our way through, so we had to know the compass for movement. Is the compass. Word of God. Whatever thing we are saying about peace, it is this word of God that makes it real. President Pastor took one of the major scriptures I want to share 
So I mean, when I get there, I'll just mention it. There is where you have to be and what you have to do to make this release of peace profitable and effectual in your life. There is. Amen. 8.44. Please. Amen. He's faithful. John chapter 8 and verse 44. Check other translations for me if I need to go there. Now, can, we, can we read that together? translation you want to give me? A strikes a chord? This is a scripture that was coming to me at some high frequency. Who was Jesus talking to? Who? The Pharisees the Sadducees, the scribes, the elders of the Jewish community, people who were respected. And above all, they were covenant people. They were what? Covenant people circumcised on the eighth day, paying their tithes and doing all the routine things that should be done as far as the Old Testament was concerned. And Jesus spoke to them in these words. I don't know, but I think almost everybody here is a Christian. True or false? That Jesus is your Lord. So you are a covenant people. People covenanted in the covenant that Jesus Christ himself had with the Father. You are a beneficiary of it. Now, now, look at this thing very closely. You are of your father, the devil. I told my wife that people who live in the realms of carnality, when they manifest, they are expressing nativity. They are expressing where they come from. That's what they are expressing. So it doesn't mean anything to them at all. It's a normal thing. People who live it with pride, when they are manifesting, they don't see anything wrong with that one. When you talk, they, re, they reply you because they are talking what they know. It's from their inside. Amen. So they cannot see what you are talking about. When a dog barks, the dog is barking from nativity. It's make. It's nature. Where it came from. You don't need to teach a dog to bark. Where you belong 
and where you have accepted that you belong will determine what works in your life. So we are talking about peace and we are shouting peace, peace. Everybody is saying it. But it's not a magic wand. Now when you carry it and you show it like this, then things begin to happen. No. The one who bears that wand must be qualified to be the bearer of it so that what he carries will work for him or work for her. I'm pushing you a little this night. Make you take your proper place. Praise God. The story we read, I think about two days, two months, uh, two Sundays ago, we used that one to preach here. Jesus said, peace. If you sit down to meditate on that scripture very closely, the man was sleeping. There was problem. He didn't hear problem. He didn't feel problem. He was not touched by, touched by the problem because he was somebody different. He was peace himself. The embodiment of peace. The embodiment of the glory and the favor of God, the power of God, everything was at work in him. No wonder he was surprised that these people were still coming to wake him up when he was there. And when he rose and then said, peace. In my little understanding, it was like wind, peace is here. You don't have the capacity to behave that way when peace is here. You know, they, they are here you, those if you're a husband, and I hear you telling your wife, don't you know that I'm the head of this family? I need to call for a crusade on your head. Because you have lost your headship. Nobody announces, I'm a male, I'm a male, I'm a male. No, it is obvious. Everybody sees it except for the things that are happening behind the scenes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then they say, don't talk about it. That you are a man. God made you a man. And you said, no. You don't want to be a man. You want to be a woman. A curse will come upon you. <laughs> If, if we stand in our place, some people will keep quiet. We don't. The Archbishop Benson Dahosa was taken to court. If you were in Nigeria at that time or if you read about it, you would know a number of judges died as they sat on the case. Can you drag God before your court? Are you qualified to sit? And judge God? Hey, you are not qualified. I stand here as a representative of God. He said, that's the reason why I'm here. Somebody said something, he said, except God comes, God will not come when I'm here. That's what that man said. God will not come anywhere because I'm here. Which is one that you have conference in his city. He said, it cannot happen when I'm here. Muslims were building their temple. He blew air on it and said it cannot be built. Not when I'm here. And from that day, you see, he said they made mistake to invite me to the foundation laying. He went there. You see, if we are able to, uh, to know who we are and stand in our place, so many things will happen without we praying 
or even asking for. The moment we began to talk about the new creation, I, so many things came to me. And by the grace of God, we are going to go through all those ones, one after the other. It's a crucial time. It's not fancy making. Some of you may not like it. We want to know who we are properly. We want to stand in our place, exercise the authority that God has given to us. And then things will happen as they should. Why is it that the wind must begin to misbehave when I am here? We should come to that point. That your mere presence in the place, the power of peace will begin to operate. I like what the angel said when Jesus, they announced the birth of Jesus Christ. I want us to look at that. Then I go back to this passage that we read. Are you there? Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. You pick from verse 8, but don't read everything. Just want us to take note of what the announcement they made. Verse 10, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Right, and then he showed them the sign, and then something happened. 13 says, suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. What a sight. And saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth what? On earth what? That means there was no peace on earth. And on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That was the greeting. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace and goodwill. I told you before, during his time as Jesus, a man walking on the earth, there was absolute peace in what we call Middle East now, the Fetal Crescent, there was no war, not one. Not one until he left. And when he was going, he commissioned us as bearers of peace. It was not mere talk. Even the word says there can't be any progress or development without an atmosphere of peace. So they go to sign treaties among themselves, if not for Christ, no human being should be trusted. If not, it said that this person has Christ in him or her. No human being should be trusted. No trust. So no be at You know what they did? They brought in the deity into that situation. Yet will go against it and come and make excuses. So when people want to tell you that everything is okay, <laughs> there was one head of state in Nigeria, it was said concerning him, that when he says, look up, you better look down to be sure you have the earth under your feet. And when the man said, look up, <laughs> oh, 
you just look down first to be sure that you have the earth already there. You are standing on. Why? They couldn't trust him a, a bit. Not one bit. They couldn't trust him. That is how far man can go. But what Jesus was bringing in was not the peace of man, but the peace that comes from the throne of God himself. And he was an embodiment of that peace. So he could give the peace to what you don't have, you can't give. You understand that one? What you don't have, you can't give. Everything that you try to be does not have a future. What God makes you to be cannot be taken away from you. Just make yourself available to God. So in the faith and in the work of ministry, avoid sycophancy. Avoid what Dr. Ripple calls um, faithfulness. You want to look like an angel that you are not. Be who you are, a child of God who is an agent of peace. And pursue that peace at all times. And then you will see how profitable you are going to be in your life and in ministry. Praise God. Peace. On earth, what? Peace. That is what he came. Peace and good news. To get us to know that there is a change. There is what? Change. And that change, before he left, he pronounced it again. said, my peace. I give to you. Not as the world gives. So you can tell a brother peace, but it has no power. Because it is a formatting, a routine. But we are saying peace, so you also peace. You must come to a point where you stand as a channel of peace. Now, you are not just a channel like, you say, a plastic tube that conveys water from one point to the other, but that you are the tube does not enjoy the water. It sends the water for others to enjoy. It's just like uh, people who are believers and are just signposts. There was a man in those days in Nigeria, one um, Alaji at Yanapaja, where the Lepo's church was before they moved to Canaan land. He was a Muslim. He knew what God was doing in that church, the testimonies that people were sharing. Anybody that had a problem, he would tell them, go to that church. You have your solution. And he will not go. He was a signpost. That was announcing solution, but he was not a solution. And he didn't enjoy the solution. Until one day, when things became so hard for him. Then he said, I have sent many people to that place and they come back telling me of what God has done. It's time for me to also do what? Go there. And that's what he told the guys. It is time for me. I now know it's time for me to also come. So I've come. He threw his butter somewhere in the Tasbi under place and came to sit down to enjoy the glory of God. Don't let us be carriers of good news but not beneficiaries thereof. So this peace thing should not be turned to a mantra. It should be something that we should value and position ourselves properly to enjoy it. Praise God. Are you here with me? Listen, don't let people like you. Don't let people like you just walk as a Christian, child of God, who is blessed and a blessing. You are blessed and you are a blessing. 
just be so to everyone. Don't let them like you. When you make them like you, a time will come when they won't like you. Because they saw something that made them to like you. So I've tried not to, not to be what I'm not before people. That you misbehave when I said, well, I won't talk. If I talk, they will say I'm a bad man. No. Bad man is an adjective. Is, is what? A description for your own angle of perception. Another person will see me and say, ah, what that fellow said is not true. So just be yourself. Why must you pretend to be who you are not? That's the reason for many villages in the cities. I met a man in the Bible school and uh, a man, an elderly person, older than me. We in the Bible school in 1998 and then um, he was working like a seaman. I had known him several years before that time. That was how he was working as a student. You go bouncing side by side like that. Now, in his 50s, was it 50? 28. Tell me. That's how he was bouncing. So, I looked at him while I laughed. He said, why are you laughing? I said, I'm, I'm surprised that you have not changed a little. Not even a bit that your age. And I say, Pastor, you walk like seaman. He, he looked at me. He said, Prof, are you the one saying this? I said, Yes, I'm the one. It's not true. He said, Change that style of walking. It doesn't fit you at this level. Change it. He said, I cannot. I said, Do you see yourself? That is why. You are a Christian and a preacher and you still sip. You sip what? Here. And you have a scripture to defend yourself. That Paul told Timothy. Timothy, take a little wine because of your stomach. And many, many of you who are believers, even some of you in this church here, you sip on the strength of that scripture. I pray God that that stomach problem that Timothy had will come upon you to justify your saying what you are doing. I pray for you. The peace of God in you cannot manifest in the realm of pretense. You can't. Go back to 844. I'm there. I'll be there briefly and then I sit down. Jesus speaking to covenant children. People who knew they were the best. You see, the Pharisees thought of themselves as the best. In fact, they were the only people who were accredited by tradition to measure the spiritual level of people. They are the only ones. They were strict. Paul was one of such. He was from that tradition. The Pharisaic tradition. That defended the Mosaic principles with their lives. And Jesus was talking to these people. He called them the children of the devil. Children of what? I'm not the one that says so, Jesus himself. 
He said, you are of your father, the devil. So you, you, you are said to be covenant people, people who are worshiping God, Yahweh, and yet your thinking, your attitude, your perception is nothing but that of the devil. What kind of contradiction is this? Are you born again? Yes, I'm born again. I am Holy Ghost filled, tongue blowing, not tongue speaking, tongue blowing. I blow the tongue. But you are not a word follower and a doer of the word. You live at the peripheries of glory because you are even made this life, life that we are in now, a religion. Quick to judge everybody. And yet, no change. You never allowed yourself to be transformed by the word of God because you don't have time for the word. That's what happened to them. They stepped aside. You can't be chanting peace if the word is not your habitat. You can't. So you are just chanting. You can't be in the presence of God and not be a lover of his word. The kind of guilt that will come upon you when you push away the word of God, it's only God that will help you out of it. We are not in a fanciful situation. We are not playing games here. No. If you say you are a child of God and not the devil, then you must operate by the wisdom of the God that you say you belong to. And his wisdom is in the word. That is where the peace you pronounce will carry its strength from and make it happen. Is it, and the desires of your father you want to he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth but he can talk about the truth. He cannot stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. <laughs> he has plenty of it. He's a reservoir of lies. Are you hearing that? You see, I want us to be conscious of who we are as believers and to live that way. Who may make some mistakes here and there, but a true believer, when he makes a mistake, gets back instantly, 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 instantly. If I say something from the altar and it's not right and my, my attention is drawn to it or I get to know later that it's not right, I will surely have to come back to the altar and correct it. Why? Because what you have said, many people went with it. Your life is a reflection of his glory. Your life must show the peace you are talking about. That when people come to you, you may not just say peace, but they smell the peace and they imbibe that peace. It is on you. It's an aroma that's around you. Everywhere you get to, there will surely be changes. 
Hallelujah. Your father is peace. Your elder brother, your savior, is the embodiment of that peace. What I have is what I'm giving to you. I am peace. So peace. Do you know that the new birth of the disciples who had been working with him for three and a half years came through the, that capsule called peace? He breathed on them and said, peace. That was their regeneration. So it's not a common word, just mere greeting. No. He breathed on them. And then said, peace. While they were with them, they were not born again. Why? Because Christ had not died and had not risen. They could not be born again. But he spoke to them. He put his breath on them and said, peace. And now gave them the commission. He had risen from the dead. As the Father has sent me, even so, send I you. Sit down and think about that statement. John's Gospel. I think John 20, 21. Think about it. As the Father has sent me, how did he send him? Was it on a peace, peaceful thing? I mean, what do you call it? Jolly, jolly ride? No. Sent him out. He called him as a servant and sent him out as a servant. You cannot be a man of God, a servant so-called in the faith and not be there to serve the people. I told one of us, I said, you don't choose where you have to be. He sends you. And you go where he wants you to go. You have no choice. In the midst of wolves, he is the one who can protect you. In the midst of doves, he's the only one who can defend you from being deceived. As the Father sent me, that's the element of the peace we're talking about here. Even so, I'm sending you, go as I came. I came to suffer. I'm not saying go and die for anybody. But if you have to, you have to be killed for the sake of the gospel, glory to God. If you can't suffer for the word of God, you're not ready for it. That's why they can't insult you. Somebody insults you once in the church and you leave church. You still are saying peace. What peace is that? So don't get offended when people talk about you in church. If you are not there, who else might they talk about? So rejoice. When you go through tribulations for the sake, say on my account. That's what he said. On the account of the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. When he shall come, 35, Isaiah, my point is very, very simple. Just be a Christian, a child of God, a follower of Jesus Christ, and you won't need to announce peace. You will exude peace. You know what exude is? To flow. Out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers 
of living water. Isaiah 35, is it verse 3 or so? Glory to God. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of fearful heart, um, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be what? Opened. And the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart, as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the deserts. And then he goes on and goes on and goes on. It is the coming of the Lord that will bring these radical changes the life of people. When peace appears, changes, solution comes, you will see everything turn around. So if we, two of us are true bearers of the peace of God, wherever we go, people should encounter him and see his changes. You go as a solution, not as a problem, but a solution. And I have said that the woman with the issue of blood, that woman must have known this scripture. The moment they said something to her about Jesus, she said, no way. That's where my solution is. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. I must get to him. The Lord does not permit me to go out with my blood. I may be stoned to death, but I will go. Just like Esther, if I perish, I perish. Unfortunately for her, the stench on her body made way for her. Because the stench always went ahead of her. And then they were opening the way for her to go. She went and got her encounter. Radical change in her life. Why? She touched peace. She touched what? Let people touch you and encounter changes. Don't let them regret meeting you. In your office, don't let people regret having worked with you. Your presence must bring about change. When you get to that place, there must be change. There should be growth. There should be explosion in that place. Then you are bearing the torch of peace. One that Jesus gave to us not the treaty of the world that can be broken or amended or annulled. They are an instrument of peace. Peace resides in me. It is a source of change. Everywhere I go, every soil that I step upon, the peace of God is released there for a change. There will be advancement. There will be progress in the name of Jesus Christ. That is who you are. So treasure it. Treasure that heritage and don't allow wickedness to come in. That's that scripture that frightened me. That there is no peace. 
for the wicked. It's in Isaiah. It appears two times. Don't go there. I just want to mention that Isaiah 48, verse 22, and 57, verse 21. There's no peace for the wicked. Who is the wicked? It is the one who has regard, I mean, disregarded the ways of the Lord and has told the ways of the enemy, the devil. The one who does not see truth but rejoices in evil. Wickedness, your heart, what you carry about people in your heart is nothing but poison that may kill them. Your heart prays for the death and the failures of people because they have gone ahead of you and you are bitter. You are what? There's no peace for you. You can't be a child of a child of God, one that has the Holy Ghost in him, and then be perpetrating wickedness. Then you are not an instrument of peace. You don't have it. This is one thing you must check. And the attitude to adopt is what the resident pastor took us through from Philippians chapter be good for you to go and sit down on that one. Let your heart be transformed by the renewal that comes from the word. And then you now become a proper vessel peace of God. As we go through the little time ahead of us for impartation, it is my strong expectation that so many things about your life would drop upon the altar of the Lord. Upon the altar of the Lord. You will go forth. I'm not saying you are not a Christian. I'm saying show forth. Show depart from the things that will weaken your position. Depart from them. Why must your, your heart become the stadium for evil? Simple forgiveness, you can't do it. Simple one. To me, forgiveness is very simple. Very simple. If you know what you are suffering, or not forgiving people, you have imprisoned yourself, you have imprisoned the person too. Rise to your feet. Glory to God. When you hear them sing that song, Peace, again on Sunday, think on the words and let it have a place in your heart. Treasure peace by treasuring Christ. I bless in the name of the Lord. By his peace will do wonders in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now listen to me. Don't envy anybody. Envy yourself. Is it possible to envy yourself? Is it possible, pastor? To envy yourself. Envy yourself. That you are properly positioned in Christ. And things are working for you. No matter what they say, but different. The Lord is good.